Welcome to another episode of House to House. You already know who it is. It is your boy, Kyla. And always across me, we have Peter. What's up? <laughs> Feeling hyper today, Peter? Yeah, just, just trying something new. It's, you know, trying something, trying to say hi in different ways for each episode. <laughs> okay. So, um, actually, today I want to ask you first before we start mm. our podcast episode. We've discussed about this in a previous episode that your most anticipated show was <laughs> yes. Fat WS, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, without spoiling, I just want to ask, how did you find it? It really was everything I expected from a Marvel series. I, I love that um, the people behind it are both incredibly super fans mm. as well as uh, just really creative geniuses. I think it's... I'm almost sad to, to to knowing that it's a six episode series. Yeah, it's actually shorter than I expected. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think COVID and everything made life a bit difficult, right. and and they had to film some scenes on location in inverted commas mm. without actually going to a new location because of the pandemic. So I I can understand that they've had to make some changes, but it seems like such an important story, and it's. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to, to, to watch the other five episodes. Wow, all this from just the first episode. Yeah, I mean, right from the beginning, in the first 10 minutes alone, there were three Easter eggs that, mm-hmm. that I was like, I didn't expect these Easter eggs because I, I don't like to spoil myself. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, bam, bam, bam. Like, <laughs> you know, super fans know exactly what they were getting themselves. Right. Yeah. Okay. Will you recommend other people to watch it? I think, well, this was meant to be the first... Um, Disney Plus original series before One Division. Before One Division. Okay. Until uh, the pandemic forced, you know, delays to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that's why One Division managed to get out first. Mm-hmm. So in in many ways, it's meant to be the easiest uh, transition from the movies into the new Disney Plus television events. Okay, as compared to like WandaVision for example. WandaVision was totally out it's, of left field. It's a different, it's a you know, separate like entity on its people own. People who are used to MCU movies would probably not understand the first few episodes of I WandaVision. I didn't even understand the first few yeah. episodes of WandaVision. Yeah. So, so in that sense, I think it makes sense that, you know, um, they wanted to ease people in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, circumstances. And, and honestly, WandaVision just proved that it's okay to be different when you're TV. Yeah. You know, I think people are still, you know, Fans of WandaVision and oh, I I think they knocked it out of the yeah. park, man. So like, so in that sense, I'm not too worried. But it, but in comparison, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will feel almost normal. Right, it's like a movie on its own in a sense. Yes, it's Just a movie in six parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. five right there. Eh? No, six, six parts. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I actually wanted to share something. Um, I don't know why I found it so funny. Hmm. I came across a tweet. <laughs> I came across a tweet this morning. And um, I, I don't know whether it's the copy or the image or both, but it, it, it just said, um, so, so the image is just, you can imagine a black background okay. with like a orange, bright orange circle in the center. Okay. okay. And then the caption just wrote, um, what did the caption write? Oh, yeah, the caption wrote, most intimate image of a black hole yet. <laughs> like I mean I understand That it's You know Astrology related eh, Astrology is that right No no Astronomy Astronomy related yes 
So But then I don't know why But the caption is just so Like I think it's the word Intimate That they use That really caught me off guard right. Even though Intimate is used In the correct sense yeah. right there, yeah. yeah It's up but, close and personal Yeah so But it's It's a orange circle It is an orange circle In a black square Yeah like in a black background Black rectangle kind of thing But I I Maybe it's the visual Maybe it's the word intimate The black hole I Yeah Like you Listeners could tell a lot From my age there I think <laughs> So yeah, I just wanted to share that I, That really caught me off guard And it perked my morning up This today It's really interesting Because Now, now I want to see what's You know Intimate views Into things that I never th- Thought I wanted to see Intimate views of mm-hmm. Okay that, that just Came off wrong I mean mm-hmm. Now they're only showing Image of a black hole Can you imagine They show an image of Uranus That We went, we went there Might we, be we more really intimate So yeah Anyway, today, listeners, what we are going to talk about on House to House is, well, I don't know whether it was last week's topic that we talked about, mm. like now I'm 25, and things I should consider when I'm about to move out. That's right. And I think this whole, maybe it was that, maybe it's the upcoming BTO, maybe it was even Circuit Breaker last year, you know, where families were forced to be with each other oh, yeah. for an extended period. And Hard uh, to forget. <laughs> I'm not sure whether all those combined have led to this topic, but today we are talking about staying with your parents. Mm-hmm. I, I think when addressing this topic of staying with your parents, um, especially when, when's the right time to really move out? Or should you even move out? Right. And all the hidden stuff behind it. This is what we're going to address today. Sure. Yeah. So I think... When we say like when I said hidden stuff, the number one thing that comes to mind is social stigma, for me. Like while while I feel it's not as prevalent as Western countries because you know Western countries like twenty one. Oh yeah, yeah. Go I out, mean, get your own house, live yeah. your own life, whatever. Like people get married at twenty three, and it's very common over there. But yeah. in Singapore, it's not as common, and it's more accepting that you stay with your parents until a certain age. Yeah. So I want to ask you first: Do you think that there is a social stigma? If you're staying with your parents past a certain age, and if there is a social stigma, what age would that be? I I I mean, it's I've got a biased answer because I am a 39 year old who is still staying with his parents. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I don't feel that social stigma, or at least I pretend I don't feel mm-hmm. that social stigma. Um, and I I like to think I know several people who are in the same position as me, or at least uh more or less have been in the same position for several years now. Like like they're in their mid thirties, mid to late thirties and they're still staying with their parents. Okay. Yeah. But you mentioned that you don't feel social stigma and everything. So I guess in your shoes, does life feel the same? Like it, it just feels normal. Yeah. I mean it's it's as weird as it sounds yeah, I mean I, I did want I have spent most of my 39 years of life living mm-hmm. with my parents. I mean, I didn't live with them for just two years uh, for a stint. And yeah, I'm, I'm back with them now. Um, and honestly, like no one has actively accused me of, you know, leeching off them mm-hmm. or, or like, you know, like, you know, like do something in your life. And in fact, my own parents have discouraged me from renting. Oh, really? Because it doesn't make... It's not practical. It's in mm. why should you know I pay more to someone else when I have a perfectly decent room at home, you know that I already live out of. I mean, if anything, I should be paying them rent. Right. <laughs> and okay. yeah, and the fact that they don't insist on me paying them rent is already a big deal. Uh, because I mean, as in that that already shows how little of a social stigma it is. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. I think from my example, like 
we can cl- clearly see that both parties are like accepting of this concept. You yep. know, like doesn't matter um, what age you are. Like you know, like what you mentioned, your you've been staying with them for like thirty nine some years mm. minus the two exception. Yep. Like it's normal for you to stay with them, and for your parents as well. It's like yeah, why are you paying someone else? Just stay with us. Mm. If anything, just give us maybe some money if it reaches that point. But right. basically, don't go to an external party when we have a house here, kind of thing. Right. Ah, but I of see. course, I mean, not we acknowledge that this isn't something that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, for I sure. Mean, some parent-child dynamics are very different. Are very different, and and you know you. You don't feel as independent when you're living mm. under your parents' roof. Mm. So I, I acknowledge that you know my situation is not the situation. Yeah. But in terms of a social stigma, no, I don't think anyone's been making a big hoo-ha about oh you're still living with your parents mm. way into your thirties. I don't think that's the. It is always weird when you tell people outside of Singapore, like you mentioned. Yes. You know that you're still staying with your parents. They all are confused. Why this happens, but within Singapore, I don't think there's that stigma. Mm, yeah. Okay, that's interesting because I recently my dad actually has been asking me a lot about um, oh like Kyla, what house do you want to stay in the future? Mm. Like um, do you have any plans like be it location or what type of house like how many rooms these kind of things? And recently, like, is getting more frequent. Like he used to never ask, and it went up to about two times a week. So I'm getting I don't know whether it's like a subtle hint yeah, for me yeah. to like hey time for you to get out of here kind of thing. But well, if I could play devil's advocate here, I feel that I think there is a social stigma right. in Singapore actually. But I'm not sure whether it's because of a generation gap or whether maybe our circle of community and friends or in that sense that I feel that there is a social stigma but you don't. Mm. Um No but but who's giving you the impression that there is a social stigma? Like I don't know. Maybe it's just my own thinking. Like I, f- maybe or maybe it's just me because I know that by a certain age, you should move out of your parents' house. So so let's let's break that down. When you say you know that by a certain age you should mm. move out, who's yeah. who gave you that knowledge? I don't know. Maybe it's just my consumption of media and my own um, toxic judgment of myself and um, <laughs> you know society, but. I don't know that so okay so for me I feel that me and a lot of my peers in my age group think that 30 Mm. is the age that you should you know consider moving out maybe you can plus one two years kind of thing but that is really the age to like okay it's time for you to go live on your own and I don't know whether it's because like you just entered a new phase in your life you know like the big trio and stuff or you know 30 is a number that's a lot easier to remember than 33, for example, because it's a round number and everything. So people right. just like to say 30. Yeah. It's time for you to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, say, I think in your case, it's because 30 still feels like a long way off. Yeah. And, and you know, like 30 for me was a long time ago. <laughs> and I think it's funny because um, this social stigma, yep. for me at least, it comes out of nowhere. Mm. Like right now I'm 25. Right. I don't feel anything. Yeah. There is no like, I have all the... I have zero care Like mm-hmm. oh, I'm just gonna go back To my parents already There's nothing wrong And I think this feeling Is gonna last me Until I'm 29 plus <laughs> And then Like The day I hit 30 Like Okay must move out now That kind of thing It's like it, I feel it's like Suddenly creeping up on me mm. And then once I hit the age Bam Like You know The switch has flipped instantly right. That Okay I have to go out 
But maybe that's just my own mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to ask, like, whether you, your own opinion of mm. whether you feel that there's a social stigma in Singapore. But yeah, okay. I think it's interesting that we share um, very different views on this, actually. And and again, I think uh, it sounds like, like, so at least my basis for the lack of social stigma comes mm-hmm. from me seeing that, you know, I have friends and, you know, that are that doing are the same doing thing. Doing exactly this. Yeah. And I'm literally within this, you know, mm. situation and, and at least no one's called us out on it. Yeah, I think that's the second point that no one has mentioned. Yeah. Like, no one has come up to your face like, ah, which Peter. Is, which is why, you know, like I was asking, like, where did you get the idea that 30 is the, you know, the yeah. mark? Because I, I suspect that once you actually hit that mark, mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh, you know, it's like it's like a birthday. You know, what I mean, like like you think it's gonna be this, massive, and like everything's gonna change. You know, this it? massive landmark to your life, and the next day you're like, oh, yeah, I guess still eating the same know. thing, still yeah. doing the same things. Exactly. Nothing has much like, has changed. Nothing has changed in my right. life. Yeah, and I I guess that's it because again, thirty for you is a long time away. Like mm. five years feels like forever. Like even if you apply for a BTO now, you might not. You know. Yeah. You might not. You might not even be thirty when you move in. <laughs> That's how long we it is. So so it feels like a landmark that is, you know, set up to almost be a disappointment. Mm. Oh, yeah. You're right, I think, maybe. But I guess as much as we want to discuss whether that there is a social stigma or not, I don't think we can deny that maybe the whole idea of moving out by a certain age is just sociologically programmed to mm. leave yes. Singaporeans with no choice. Yep. That's what I feel at least. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that they have no choice but to stay with their parents until a certain age. That's right. Yeah. So I, I, for me, I think the biggest indicator of this is um, you have to be at least 35 years old to BTO for when you're single. Not just BTO, to, to buy any public housing. Even resale flats. Even resale flats. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So you have to wait until 30. Basically, you have to stay with your parents or rent until you're 35. Exactly. Yeah. Until you can really get a property that is on your that is your own. Yes. Yeah. Under your name. Yep. And on the flip side, if you don't want to, you know, those that are fortunate enough to be in relationships and you decided that you want to get a house together, moving out of your parents' house, meaning that you BTO or you buy a resale flat together, you are required to get married. Yes. So you know, in Singapore, I think the general consensus is that people already don't marry early. No, typically the mm. majority of people don't already marry early because you know they have studies like universities taking a master's work yep. other commitments that they have to prioritize first before marriage you know like really get their their mindset together mm-hmm. before committing to such a thing yeah and what more is that the concept of BTO pushes all this back even more oh yeah that's gonna be delayed by another four or five years kind of thing yeah so you're so, almost 40 by the time I mean Essentially, yeah. It, I mean, it, I guess it depends on your priorities, but you it's programmed for you to stay with your parents until quite late. Or, I mean, if you want to f- like turn it on its head, then it's mm-hmm. you're programmed to want to get married before 35. Yeah, yeah, and I feel that in some of those cases, it might not be the right decision. Mm. Oh, yeah. It, it kind of really um, forces down on a couple like, you want this house, you get married. And that might not have been the right decision at that point of time, yep. kind of thing. So yeah, I I just feel that it forces you to stay with your parents, or if not, you have to make another major decision in your life and get married if you want that house. 
I mean, you did mention venting, which is always an option. Mm-hmm. And for better or for worse, I think some some people I know do choose that option simply to be independent from their parents. Like, do you just want to move out of? Do want to stay with their parents anymore? Or yeah, do you just want to stay? Re- for okay. whatever reason, they they you know they need to be out of the house. Mm-hmm. You know before they are legally able to buy you know subsidized public housing. So so yeah. So I mean, renting is always there as an option. It's not the most uh, ideal mm-hmm. situation because I mean, rent is money you'll never get back. Yeah. <laughs> as in, you could probably pay the same amount on a loan, and at least you have you know a house. You own. You own an asset. Uh, an asset that name. you can sell later on at hopefully a profit. Whereas with rent, it's just you know money flowing out with no returns. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But I think I I want to ask you mm. this whole idea of uh moving out early right or moving out in general yep is it really as easy as it sounds wow I mean that's a loaded question you wanna elaborate okay so I so is it really as easy as like you one day you wake up and then suddenly you tell your parents like hey pa ma I I don't want to stay you anymore that Mm. kind of thing is it really as that or because I mean when you stay with your parents you have everything you need at home right. except peace maybe. So, <laughs> but is it worth trading that everything else mm. for peace? Like what you mentioned, some people choose to rent yep. for, you know, from what I assume is probably get away from their parents if it's maybe a chaotic household and they right. just want that quietness mm. for once. But is it worth trading that everything else for peace? Well, I mean, it's not just peace, right? Like sometimes it could be a matter of a, a, co- a work commute. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're working in a location that's w- really far from where you live. I mean, where your parents live. And so you decide that, oh, maybe from Monday to Friday. I mean, especially for those who used to live in hall in, in university, like to recreate that kind of experience where you have a location to, to commute from that's much more convenient, um, allows you to wake up a bit later, allows you to go home a bit later. Um, and you want to stay there during the work week and maybe come back to your parents' home on the weekend. So, I mean, that's always uh, a consideration. I think ultimately it's a matter of the availability of the property. Obviously, we're not going to talk about BTO, right? Mm. Because that's a four to five year. Yeah. Um, and are we assuming that they're already above 35 or not? Mm, let's not assume. Mm. So so yeah. So obviously, if you're not above thirty five and you're still single legally, then uh, you know public housing is out of the question for you. Which means that your only option is either renting or buying a private property. Which yeah. means that you have to, as we talked about in the last episode, have to have that financial ability. Uh, not even stability. I mean, stability is still important, but the ability to to even know, to even make that decision. Yeah. Uh, Again, private housing requires you to get a bank loan, um, which means that you need to have a lot of cash upfront, mm. at least 5% of the purchase price or the more accurately, the valuation price, not even the purchase price. 5%, at least 5% of the valuation price has to be in cash. Yeah. And if you, know, you buy it for anything above the valuation price, then you have to pay that difference in cash. You have to top up. Uh. Yeah, as well. Yeah. So, so, so that's already a huge financial commitment upfront. Mm. Um, to say nothing of actually finding the right place to to buy and all that because you don't want to make this decision lightly. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think with all things, don't make big decisions when you're too angry, you know, <laughs> when you're too upset, or even on the flip side, when you're too happy. Like you know, like when you think you found the perfect place, you know, 
don't just say okay I'm committed to this and then just put your money down like think about it you know like do your finances and yeah. make sure that that you can really afford this place and you can really commit to it yeah mm, I I think what you said um, is entirely right um, it's not really as simple as one would think yeah there are a lot of um, decision making mm-hmm. and the entire process of it it's not just like one big decision like okay I decided to move out right. but it's a lot of small decisions along the way that eventually accumulate to this one big decision because I also think that like maybe more back end stuff of it the not so technical side of it right it's not just your financial ability, stability, and um, all these kind of things, but you know, staying alone is very different. Yes, I think for most people who grew up in a uh, typical household, like once you're staying alone, like I think the biggest thing is like you have to really fund for yourself. Yeah, like you have to buy your own groceries, and I mean, if you really do that now, good for you. You know, you'll be um, you'll be accustomed to that independent life more readily, but. Also, I think in coming home to a empty apartment every day, yep. that's another thing that people overlook, I feel. Like for me, like I'm an only child. Mm. So I'm very used to the quietness. Um like I love being undisturbed at home. Right. But I don't think it's the same as being alone at home. Right. It's a very big difference, I feel. Sometimes when I'm alone at home, like when my parents are out, you know, sometimes like you know all the lights are off in your living room, all the other rooms, only your room light is on. You can feel this like aura of isolation <laughs> that slowly you know like creeps up on you that's right. what I feel like. so mm. imagine coming home to that every night it might you know whether or not it takes a mental toll eventually right. is one thing but it, I think it's just not a nice feeling because you know it's a it's basic need for humans to have that sense of belonging and that uh, that interaction also well I mean I mean and we're going into interior decoration, decorating ideas now. I mean, there are ways to make sure that you're, you don't feel mm. as isolated. I mean, like, I mean, that yeah. could just be a facade for everything also, right? Like that material um, aspect of it. Like, for example, you put a bright, very bright chandelier mm. in your living room to make the house not seem lonely. Yep. What happens once you're off that chandelier? Does that feeling come back to you? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So... It's just more like what you want to tell yourself and what you really feel inside. I mean, that could be, yeah, if you wanted to go there. <laughs> yeah. So I think what we're saying is that it's just not one big decision. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So I think now, since we've already talked about, you know, not having a choice but to move out late, mm. let's go to the other end of the spectrum and talk about having the choice of wanting to stay with your parents. Right. And in fact, opting to stay with your parents because um, I think there are also certain measures that encourages you to stay with your parents and not to move out mm. such as um, the three gen flats right. where you have to stay with your parents you know they have to put down their name as one of the owners of the flat right. and secondly is the grants mm. to the proximity grants to yep. not only stay near your parents but you get an even higher grant when you stay with your parents right. Yeah. so what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, there are a few caveats, of course. Like, yes, grants are great. We love grants. <laughs> but um, there's also the idea that that also locks in your parents. Mm. Most people don't realize that um, utilizing or obtaining the proximity housing grant, for example, make, means that your parents themselves are not able to move um, within a certain period of time. I believe it's five years. Okay. I could be wrong. Yeah. So, so not only are you forcing 
them to stay near you or you, no as in like even if you choose to stay near them like mm. they don't move you stay with them they cannot sell their property within the next five years right otherwise the grant gets clawed back right yeah so so the idea is don't abuse the to not abuse the system like you know mm. you choosing a place near your parents or moving your parents so that you can get the place you want then do you have to like get consent from your parents also saying that um they acknowledge that they can't move or do you just go to HDB and say like, oh, I stay near my parents and then without their knowledge and then they realise after that that hey, oh, I cannot move because my son got the grant kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, now that you know there's no excuse, la. Mm. you know, you should tell your parents if you're planning to get the proximity housing grant. Also, the current system doesn't like get consent from the parents. Right? I mean, it's not a matter of consent when you think about it right it's just a matter of oh i give you a bonus mm. or i subsidize your you know your purchase price if you are choosing to stay near your parents but, but if your parents decide that they don't want to stay near you then oh, then you know, your grant just gets then, you, know, back. you should yeah you shouldn't keep that benefit ah yeah. I, see, I see i see okay then. so yeah i don't think it's a consent thing as much as a like Make sure both sides yeah. are agreeing to or, that. Or, or, you know, if you get the benefit, then make sure you earn the benefit. Mm. Yeah. It's, okay, not, okay. it's not just a single decision of, oh, I want to stay near my parents in order to subsidize my, you know, my I property. Yeah. Okay, okay. But I think there are also some cases where the parents would encourage the children to like, hey, stay near me. You can get the grant and everything, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's that's not exactly just, what yeah, they so, want to encourage. Yeah. So in these cases, right, and I think we can bring in bring back in the three gen flats, you yep. know, where the parents agree to stay with the child and everything. Has it has this shifted from staying with your parents to your parents staying with you? I and mean, yeah. And if it has if it has shifted from one to the other, I mean for you initially you said the social stigma wasn't there, right? Right. But what I want to ask is that if it's now framed in a way where your parents are staying with you instead. Has that social stigma been alleviated in a sense where you are now revered for having filial piety and <laughs> you are caring? Well, I mean, I, I think there are two ways to look at this. And one, the main way, in my opinion, is that this whole system is there because of the idea of three generations. Mm -hmm. So it's clearly targeted at families where grandchildren and grandparents are intended to be close to each other. Like interact and bond with each other. And and support each other. Okay. You know? So it's it's almost a again social construct. Mm -hmm. Um you know, like a a social uh yeah, ideal where three generations stay together in harmony, you know, the parents can work. Without worrying about the kids, because like who's gonna take care of them? The grandparents everything. will take care of the kids, and the grandparents are close enough to make that uh, worthwhile. So, I mean, you you gotta you gotta consider that that yeah, like these decisions are meant to encourage certain certain yeah, ideals I, that they are trying to push in a sense. Yeah, and and not simply because oh you know it's convenient or mm. anything. So. So yeah, so it's not so much that you know you your parents are living with you, but it's more of I get to you know raise my family with my parents' help. Okay, interesting. Right? Yeah, interesting. of course, if you don't have kids, for example, you know, then what's the value? You know, like in that sense, like uh, why would you want 
I don't know, this this large this larger than usual apartment. Uh right. Like there's no need for so many rooms in that house in right. a sense. I don't okay. know. I that's how I see it. Interesting. I, I, I have a slightly different opinion. Yeah, I feel that I, I feel that um people do frame themselves as like, hey you see I take care of my parents, eh yeah. like I stay I stay with my parents and then you know in their circle of friends like wow this guy like really um devoted son or daughter who really take care takes care of their parents right. or stay near their parents, you know, who who think or rather who perceive that they have a very strong relationship. It's 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 interesting because I guess as an only child you don't realize the implications of that statement. I mean, what does that say about the siblings that don't get to stay near their parents? Yeah, you know? I guess, yeah I guess maybe this is yeah. another dimension or la- uh, layer that uh, adds to this whole question because, like for me, like what you mentioned, mm. I if I stay near my parents, then or I get the benefits like yeah. if there are any. But what if I have a sibling who? Also wants those yep. benefits If I stay near my parents Does that force my sibling To stay in our vicinity as well And does that l- restrict him In a sense Of where he can get his house I, I actually house? don't know offhand So I'm gonna have to check But I don't know whether The, the proximity housing grant Is eligible If multiple siblings You know Live near their parents Oh it Means like two children Can't get the grant Kind of thing For Only example, one of it yeah. ah. It'd be interesting to see Whether that kind of you know, affects the whole system is being created <laughs> where you're like, I have to pick which child, you know, I live near to because only one child gets to benefit from my proximity. Okay. Yeah. Oh. All right. Interesting discussion today. It is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually still quite um, surprised that we had differing views on like the whole idea of staying your parents. And I think that's kind of nice because it sort of brings me out of the bubble, especially maybe because I'm an only child, mm. I feel like. Hey, my parents only have me, you know that kind of thing. Right. But like you mentioned before, that you have two siblings, mm-hmm. right? So maybe you know that adds another dimension dimension to this entire family constructing and how social construct works. So, so out of curiosity, like, would you move out? I mean, for the longest time, I couldn't wait to move out, right? Cause maybe like partly my upbringing and everything, mm-hmm. but I've just been. Quite in, in independent on my own right. So moving out Wasn't Something I had to consider I feel like It's more of It's not like Should I move out It's like When I will move out Right um, But I think recently um, I'm not sure whether I would Actually Buy over their flat mm-hmm. um, Or You know Take advantage of the grants Or anything But right. You know like Basically The The solutions that involves Staying with them Or staying near them Has Has come back Into consideration Right Yeah it's not so much like Oh I can't wait to get As far away From my parents as possible That kind of thing If anything I think my parents Can't wait to get As far as possible Away from me mm-hmm. right now yeah. yeah So Yeah I think I think for me That has shifted From the past To the present Right Yeah So Yeah I don't know But we'll see how I, It goes and everything Cool yeah. So, yeah I mean Ultimately Think about it But don't feel Pressured to Make a decision mm. You know About this Like I don't think anyone's Forcing People to move out As soon as they're 35 mm. For example If they're still single Or to You know Try to find Someone to get married to So that they can move out Before 35 Yeah Maybe it's all just part of this Like Singaporean dream Kind of thing Right Like yeah. They have to get their own BTO Have two children That, that whole ideal mm. And uh, Vision of it Plus don't forget I mean If you're single And 
you're only looking at a BTO. You're limited to the two-room flexi flats. In a non-mature area also. Yeah. So Actually, yeah. I, I don't know uh, the non-mature state. I don't even know that's still a thing. I think it is. Mm. Yeah, so... So yeah, so so I mean, and I'm not sure whether you want to move into a shoebox at the age of forty. Like, uh, just yeah. just putting it out there. I mean, I know some people don't have the option, and I'm sorry if I sound elitist by saying this. Yeah. But I think most people should be able to afford um, alternatives like resale flats, because there are grants for resale flats, and some grants, you know, make make it so that the resale flat isn't that much more expensive. Uh, yeah, you know. for a much more comfortable living environment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that's all for today. Um, listeners, you know, send in your questions. What do you think? If there is a social stigma or not, or if you don't think there is, if you agree with Peter, let us know at podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. Oh, um, quick announcement, by the way. The next episode of House to House will probably only come out in mid to late April. So maybe about four weeks from now, if you want to set a reminder on your calendars. Um, it's because... Your boy, your poor boy over here has to do the BTO guides that's coming up. So please do understand, yeah. I don't want white hair earlier than I should. Um so just wait for then for the episodes to come out. Um yeah. Thanks for joining us folks. And remember, he was a boy, she was his mum. Can I make it any more Oedipus? Oh my god. <laughs> See ya! Oh, 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 oh,